Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of RCAF Podcast. Thanks for being here. We recorded this episode at the Museum of Outdoor Arts. Um, the Museum of Outdoor Arts is a big patron for the arts. Specifically, MOA is a multifaceted arts organization whose mission is to make art a part of everyday life. And it totally lines up with what we at RCAF are trying to accomplish as well. So big thank you to Tim and everybody else who's allowing us the gracious use of this studio. It is awesome, and we really appreciate it. On today's episode, we have the one and only Nathaniel Fife. He goes by Freedmind Fabrications on Instagram, and as you may have guessed, he is a fabricator, jewelry maker. That's right, he's a metalsmith. He's pretty much an expert at engraving into metal. Uh, in this episode, we get into like the difference between cost of entry across mediums. So what it costs to make a painting versus what it costs to make, say, a piece of jewelry with uh, some gems and minerals in it. We also talk about what it's like to have uh, some famous people wear, wear your artwork. Uh, that happened to Nate. Uh, we talk about kind of how that came together, the effects of it, if any, afterwards. Uh, we talk about how artists changed him on the way, along the way, on the way, on this path. Anyway, want to remind you guys to please, please check out our YouTube channel. We have videos up there now Big thanks and shouts to Mark Santos, Mark Styles Productions, for helping me out and getting us some video. I think it adds a lot of value to the podcast. And if you have a YouTube account, please subscribe to us. Give us a shout over there, comment. You know, we're trying to get people's eyes on what's going on here. Also, please remember that you can tell all your friends about us because that's cool word of mouth is great never underestimate that share follow all that good stuff we really appreciate y'all for listening and yeah let's let's just go ahead and go without further ado Nate Nate Fife Fife Get, get settled in there. Let's yeah, do it. <laughs> Welcome to RTAF, Nate. Thanks for coming on. I'm fucking stoked. Tell us how you got here. <laughs> okay, okay, I have some more questions before we start. Can I curse and stuff? Or like, oh, what, yeah. should I like not? No, I not? go for it, dude. All right, cool. I just watch. I just watch a few. Yeah, yeah. I just watch a few, and it's like some people seem like they were like kind of like conservative with their language, and I was like, oh, no, that's bad. That's that. everybody's style, you know. Everybody's right, cool. style is different, you know. Some right, people are. Up. No, you're fine. We can restart. No, we're. This is it. <laughs> this is raw, baby. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So, um, I gave you a little introduction there at the top uh, for the for the YouTube video and everything. Yeah. But kind of tell people what you do. Like, what's your art? What's your medium? I just make custom jewelry. Any kind of uh, motif and kind of theme that people bring to the table. I'd love to be able to take ideas and just bring them into the physical realm and stuff like that. You know. So. Nice. It can mean a whole multitude of different options between hand fabricating things or digitally designing stuff and all kinds of things like that. It kind of really depends on what someone brings to the table and what they have in mind. 
sure kind of what the final final image would be in their heads yeah so is it all custom or do you just make things for yourself sometimes or i kind of try to like space it out a little bit so i always like i'm always designing so either Mm -hmm. way when i'm doing custom work or not always have ideas brewing yeah but most of the time to keep the boat afloat and stuff like that it makes sense to do custom work for people Sure, sure but Every now and then, I really need, I need to take a break just mentally and things like that to just get some things out that you have brewing and things like that, you know? So yeah, it yeah. feels good to just take a couple of minutes for yourself, whether it be a week or two or whatever, and then just act out some ideas. And a lot of stuff is so conceptual that it's hard to really know how it'll turn out in the end. Mm-hmm. In my head, it sounds like a certain way. And then once you start putting it on paper or putting it into metal... You're like, all right, this is not going to fucking work. Like, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, or sometimes it does work and it ends up being nice, but right, it's, it's a struggle like anything else. So there's like there's like two levels of translation there, right? You go from from what you have in your head to like a design on paper, or maybe digitally, mm-hmm. and then into like the 3D, like working with materials kind of realm. Yeah. Um, do you find that you you lose things sometimes in between those? three stages or yeah, def- yeah things always change yeah that's for sure yeah that's one thing i try to like be and try not to get hung up on too much is like mm-hmm. my initial idea yeah because as you start to process things as any other medium you know things always shift yeah and you can't necessarily hold yourself to you know like i need this to be exactly like that because sometimes right. when you're working on it it evolves for the better Sure, yeah. Even like but I guess at the same time it can kind of go the other way too, but Yeah, I think there's like some quote. It goes something like plans never survive like first contact with reality or, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I I think it's good to be able to just like flow and work with it, right? Yeah, some people can I feel like I mean, just from like what I see through other people's work and stuff like that, like I feel like some people can kind of get hung up on like this isn't exactly how I had it designed initially, so it's not how they want it. But sure. I think everything really evolves like throughout the process, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to try not get like, too hung up on the initial ideas. And it takes a lot of like different iterations to get to that final point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't really know like shit about uh, <laughs> metalsmithing <laughs> or fabrication or engraving. Could you maybe explain to to me in the audience who might not know either, like what kind of setup you have and in, in the process from mm-hmm. like taking an idea from an idea to like this really crazy piece of art yeah, that definitely. people can wear? Well, so like when I originally started getting into the jewelry world, I did a lot of like mostly straight hand fabrication through sheet metal and stuff. So you're working with different gauges of metal to then make a 3d form Mm -hmm. so it can be pretty tricky to then get to the point where it's got the depth and dimension that you really want yeah 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 but through the years of learning and stuff there's a lot of other elements you can bring into the whole equation as far as like carving certain figures from wax Mm -hmm. if you carve from wax then you can cast them into solid metal and it can just sometimes expedite the process and get you more i found for me personally that it gets like a lot more flow and just overall depth to the design yeah whereas like when you're working with like flat sheet and stuff a lot of time it can kind of at least that's what i think of my like initial work is it can kind of come out a little flat mm-hmm. like just in overall perspective and stuff yeah when i think it's best to try and have like a whole 360 degree of like detail and everything you know when it yeah. comes down to something that you're wearing on your neck and wearing on your body regardless of where it is you know you're not really set in stone as to how you might be getting a little crazy you might be getting you might be chilling but sometimes it might spin around or you know things things shift right right so you want to be visually appealing from any angle that someone's gonna be looking at it if it's all cocked on your neck or yeah yeah actually sitting how it should be but yeah something to keep i try to always try to keep in mind at least so so you're working with fire correct yeah. Yeah, lots yeah, of yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you're just basically bending and shaping metal. 
Um, well, when I'm working with sheet metal and things like that, it's kind of a combination because mm-hmm. as you work with sheet and stuff, it, the crystalline structure of these fine metals that we're using and stuff, they can become rigid and hard. So as you introduce heat and things like that, it kind of relaxes stuff so you can continue to work it. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different when you're using casted elements and things like that, but all around it's, yeah, you kind of have to, everything's a different task, you know, depending on the project at hand. Some things require the heat, some things don't, and kind of yeah. you have to kind of take it how it is, like nice, everything nice. that comes to the table. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you're usually working with stones and gems and minerals kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one to work with? Um, recently, I've really been loving, like, sapphires and spinels just because they're a pretty hardy mineral. Mm-hmm. They, can, they have, like, a pretty good hardness. They can take a lot of wear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they also come in, like, a multitude of colors. Like, you can get whole whole, like... A lot of like most colors in the rainbow you can get between those two between those two minerals mm-hmm. and you know certain things you can't really achieve by doing that but it really depends again on the project and on the amount of wear and like tear someone's going to put on it yeah yeah like rings obviously someone's wearing on their hands they're going to be beating that up or right cleaning stuff with it and all kinds of stuff whereas like pendants or earrings you have way less like chance of, way less chance of knocking yeah. stuff around but it really depends on the person <laughs> yeah totally uh so i guess take us through your story man like what what drew you to make jewelry like when did it when did it start i mean have you had an interest in it since like you were a kid or well yeah it's been like a whole roller coaster like i've always been really influenced by art and stuff in general mm-hmm. i started off by painting and drawing like a ton like mm-hmm. through high school and all that kind of shit like i just that's pretty much my only medium anything nice. by hand and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then Obviously, as you go through high school, you have guidance counselors and shit. They're like, uh, like let's be realistic. Like, you're probably not going to be a fucking painter. Like, you're probably going to, like, you know, let's do something. Maybe aim towards something and make you some money. And I've always had a good a sense of design and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I went towards architecture and things like that. Nice. So, that's something that has always been a really big draw for me. And then, um, once I started looking into stuff, you know, furthering my education, I was like, Ooh, I'm gonna come to Colorado. They've got a good focus on like environmental design and shit like that. And it's like this is gonna be cool. Dope. I got out here, started diving in. There's a lot of work. Yeah. There's a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of shit that I went that you know, there's a lot that a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And um I wasn't necessarily fully applying myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like in like, college, you yeah, mean, in yeah. college, like sure. you know, got out here as a little. I was like, yeah, let's go, <laughs> yeah, free, yeah. <laughs> and um, so and and something like architecture, like it's so intensive, like you have to be hundred and ten percent, like fully dialed in and fully committed. Otherwise, you're because I mean, throughout the whole architecture school, you're building a portfolio right, to make yeah. a name for yourself yep. or get a job after. So I I roomed with a bunch of architecture students yeah. in college. Probably never slept. And they like they were the hardest working, hardest partying people. Yeah. Like it was so much fun. But yeah, they were hardly ever at the house. Yeah, it's a balance. So it's like especially if you're trying to party at the same time, it's like you're partying and then you're not even going home. You're gonna go to the studio because <laughs> yeah. you've got a bunch of shit to finish for your right. next evaluation and stuff. So right. I realized quickly that that's a a realm where you need to really be putting in all that like i said like all that all that effort and mm-hmm. if you're not then you're just digging yourself into a whole debt yeah, yeah so i shifted gears and was like all right i'm not fully focused so i'm gonna go take some community college classes at front range nice switch it up mm-hmm. whatever r- random little holes i needed to fill in my criteria or whatever schedule whatever it was yeah, yeah um i ended up falling into an elective that was metalworking and at that point, I was kind of seeing a lot of stuff through, like, the festival scene and, like, jam bands and stuff like that. Sure. So, I had a bunch of friends that were kind of in, in the mix of things. So, I was seeing stuff like that. So, you're seeing, like, like wire wraps and yeah, stuff? Yeah, wire wraps and, like, basic fabrication stuff. So, I was like, cool. Like, I'll get a little into this. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. give it a try. See yeah. what happens. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> being that I just, like, have such a desire, like, a passion for design and stuff, the... 
the just like putting things on paper mm-hmm. and then being able to like manifest it into like a physical thing at the end of it i found was awesome yeah yeah so by the end of like taking this basic intro class i had my teachers give me a list of all the shit they had and i, I was delivering pizzas at the time on, on, on in my spare time and <laughs> yeah. doing nothing like not like living off art in the slightest yeah. and um yeah by the end of the semester i had everything in my basement and i started snowballing from there nice yeah, so what what year was this? Like This was like 2013 maybe. Nice, nice. Like 7 years ago ish. Word. Word. And um yeah, with a, a, a thankfully I had tools like Facebook and stuff already like accessible to me, so I had certain friends that were in the state and in the area that I could reach out to him and be like, how do I do this? Like, right. I don't know what the fuck to do. And they're like, come over, we'll figure it out. I was like, nice. okay, cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> so a lot of it just snowballed from there. A lot of self, self-taught self things for the first few years for sure before I kind of realized, I was like, all right, I'm going to go full bore with this and, yeah, yeah. and see if I can make a living. <laughs> and you, you went to some like pretty cool classes after college, right? Yeah. yeah. So like after doing the front range type shit community college vibe um it was a lot more private instruction and like intensive classes mm-hmm. i took a couple of things that were like you know it's usually either they usually have like um a focus mm-hmm. so some were stone setting driven some were engraving and things like that and i i was happy to be able to tap into the community of people that were already thriving and doing these things and also trying to expand their own skill sets right right and i had a p- few people reach out to me and they were asked like you want to come to this class like we got an extra spot or da 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 and it was really cool like i was generally like the youngest person there like i was like <laughs> i hardly know any of these guys but right. i know their work or like things like that right so it was kind of daunting at first for sure uh-huh but I don't know. I kind of try to keep things pretty fucking friendly, so yeah, yeah, it worked yeah. out pretty friendly, well. friendly, dude. Yeah, <laughs> keep, keep a smile on the face and just... It's always about trying to do new things, so... Yeah, yeah. It's always expanding. So how is, like, going from, like, at the beginning of college, like, not really knowing what you wanted to do to finding your art? How has the art changed you? if at all it's been a i mean it's been a huge um just course in discipline yeah yeah you know because like once you because initially when i was doing stuff you know you have the backbone of like i still have a nine to five like i'm gonna still get a paycheck at the end of the week right so i can pay my you know i know my expenses aren't gonna pay my bills yeah but when you make that leap from being like all right fuck this like i'm out right i'm just gonna do me you're your own boss at that point and then (laughs) at at that point like so the social media thing like instagram was still i mean not super fresh but like as far as people making a living through hosting a business online right it was still pretty not that it wasn't like a regular thing as it is more so nowadays yeah sure and um yeah it was just a pretty much just like all right let's see what happens <laughs> i quit the last job i had i was working for a special events company setting up like big wedding tents and like all that kind of shit like banquets yeah yeah yeah. whole thing crazy crazy stuff like that and i was like bailed told him i was moving back to new york when i was really just going to california for a music festival (laughs) and uh and then yeah that was it did you ever see those people again no actually i seen like two like two of the homies i used to work with at the spot because i was still this is when i was still living in boulder area Mm -hmm. i was up in gun barrel and um still living in the area i didn't move like once i i just yeah. made up a lie to quit the right, job right right and um, that's what i'm saying <laughs> and then so, so i'd be out in boulder at a bar and then all of a sudden i bump into one of my buddies i work with they'd be like what like i thought you moved and i was like I, I just came back to visit or like you know depending on who they were if it was like a boss or something i'd be like uh <laughs> just popping in <laughs> yeah exactly just kind of making up some shit but it ended up like from there yeah i haven't had another job since nice Nice. It's kind of cool. So you learned how to like manage your time. And time management, yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah, I think it's we hard. All are. Yeah. I mean, you know, as as like a like a you know self driven artist yourself, like it's not nothing's guaranteed. Right. Like it's and you know you have those good 
weeks or months or whatever and you're like oh cool i got this yeah yeah and then the next month you're like fuck i can't sell anything i can't right. make a goddamn dime i've been working 80 hours a week or whatever the right. hell you've been doing and then you're like i'm not getting paid right i'm not getting paid for anything so it is definitely like a balance yeah i think that's one way for me personally that i've i've that art's changed me it's like i've chilled out a lot yeah about like feeling worried you know like mm -hmm. where is the next paycheck coming from but just being like comfortable with not knowing yeah. but knowing that it's coming you've got to accept it and yeah, sometimes yeah. yeah it takes longer than other times i always trying to think of things in like a cyclical motion yeah yeah lower lows higher highs yeah, yeah. you know sometimes that circle's a little bit bigger sometimes it's a little smaller so the highs come around quicker sometimes right. it takes a lot longer right. to get back up there yeah. And it's just like you got to have some just like right word would be, but like uh, just confidence in yourself. Sure, sure. And that's also another whole different thing in itself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how did you find confidence? Um, pretty much, pretty much. If I just like making if if someone was buying something I made, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Just feeling really <laughs> like, good about this it. This works. Like someone else likes it. It's right. not just me. Right. Yeah. So that in itself helps. But then, like like you're saying, it's, it, none of it's consistent. So you never know. You never know what's coming along. You yeah. never know who you might bump into or, you know, word of mouth goes a long way these days, especially yeah. when you're living off your own art. Yeah. Which I'm sure you can relate to also. Definitely. Um, speaking of uh, word of mouth and not knowing who you're going to bump into, you've had like a famous person named Diplo <laughs> wear one of your rings at the Grammys. Is that right? Yeah, they, um, at, it was at the American Music Awards and then at the Grammys. And then Billy, Billy Eilish wore the, the ring at another event. But, nice. um, that's all entailed to my friend Ryan that runs the Crown Collection. Mm -hmm. They once they've relocated to LA, right? They were able to tap in with some uh, good people in the scene out there as far as stylists and stuff go. Mm -hmm. So through their interaction, they work with a lot of people in that kind of those circles and stuff, which I'm completely <laughs> unfamiliar with. You're, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's great to be able to have friends in your network that are also continually trying to push you and push everyone Absolutely. that you work with and they work with yeah to go, get to higher points so it's, yeah it, I, I feel honored that people like that even <laughs> like it enough to put it on let alone wear it as something that is like notable as as like an event like that you know? right right so it wasn't it wasn't like you sold the ring to them it was like crown collection offered it up to their stylist and yeah, then so they like, were like, would you like to wear this for... Yeah, they kind of get... Um, I mean, as far as I know, I'm not like fully in the loop. Right, sure. Per se. Sure, but, sure. Um, You're closer than yeah, I am, though. As far as I know, they, you know, they work with certain... He works with certain stylists and stuff. And, you know, he gets to show them all the... Being that Ryan uses a ton of unique jewelry and stuff, it's not as regular as a lot of other stuff that you would necessarily see in an event like that. Mm -hmm. so it stands out which is nice yeah yeah, and yeah once they see stuff like that they're kind of like oh cool like this is something different like this is something i haven't necessarily seen before it's not you know it's not like a cookie cutter type thing yeah it's more original yeah you think that they feel that vibe i i, yeah. I mean i think so yeah i think that's something that a lot of um at least friends of mine that are other jewelers try and push for yeah just doing something different and unique that really stands out from the pack as far as like all the run-of-the-mill kind of like copy and paste type designs that a lot of people might wear and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and i think that's something that's really unique that like ryan helps bring to the table because it gives exposure to a lot of these different styles that a lot of people otherwise wouldn't see they don't know about but once they see it they're like holy shit like that's crazy right and like like wait and then then when it comes down to the fact it's like you made that you set all the stones you designed it and this this that and another thing that go into it yeah it's even more special because right. a lot of the jewelry world is so compartmentalized where like you either just design or you just set stones or you right. just engrave or you just do this or right. that that's Whereas interesting a lot of us do the whole kind of thing. the whole thing and yeah it's different i i feel like a, a successful person will resonate with that because like 
you know, like for a while they probably did it all themselves too. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure once you reach a certain level, like you compartmentalize things that like aren't as important to like the direct creative process. Yeah. But like knowing that, like, I feel like they got to resonate with that. It's, it, it's, it's all like a process, you know, like once yeah, yeah. certain, you know, once you get to a certain level of like having to like put out a certain amount of work and things like that, fulfill orders and, all that right, kind of stuff, right. you know, obviously you need to bring people on. You can't do it all yourself. Right, right. And um, it, you can see, I, I noticed that with some other companies and artisans that I follow and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm still at a pretty introductory level where I'm I'm doing everything. I'm, right, right. I'm the one-man band. And <laughs> the only thing I really outsource at this point is like um, my metal casting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't, A, don't know how to cast metal, and B, don't have the setup, and C, I don't want to fuck stuff up, stuff up that I already <laughs> right. started. I'm like, all right, this is ready to go. Let's just cast it. I don't want to be like the... Is that what... Like, when you co- you collaborated with AJ, right? Yeah. So, did he do the metal casting? Yeah. Is, okay. AJ's done a bunch of casting for me cool. in the past like few months and stuff like that, because he has a whole at-home setup. Right. Which is pretty similar to the one I use through my my caster downtown in denver mm-hmm. but um yeah there's no like lag time right the lag time is like as much as you want to really put it off to cast it so sure sure so let's i want to circle back to the like whole diplo kind of like mm-hmm. you know clout clout ish stuff that like <laughs> goes along with that you know <laughs> like so when he wore the ring or, or billy eilish wore it like, did you see any like uptick in exposure? Did anybody hit you up for a custom or, or? I mean, it really depends. Like, the cool thing about social media these days is that, like, when someone wears something at an event like that, yeah, you have all these fucking people there taking pictures. Right, right. People are taking pictures from whatever fucking outlet it is, and it's all going online, whether it's going onto a website or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Right. It's going up. And, I mean, regardless of whether the person wearing it knows who made it or not, the person taking the picture has even less clue. Right. You know, so they're just taking it and posting it. So, like, something I'll, I'll, like, I've tried it a couple of times, like, go into hashtags when stuff like that is posting and, like, trying to let people know if I see a picture with it in it, you know, crediting, you know, outfit or whatever the hell else goes into it. Right. Kind of try and chime in and, like, let it known, like, I made this ring. Yeah, yeah. I made this. <laughs> yeah. Like, but um, other than that, I mean, the exposure in itself was great, right? But I don't really, at least I, I, it's not something I've really done to this point. Is to try and like dive in and try and pull other things off of it. Sure, sure. I don't know if that's like poor marketing in my sense or not. But <laughs> I mean, I'm still even after like about a year and a half of researching marketing and listening to podcasts about it, I still don't know the secret formula yeah you know like just like a whole different medium i think you just got to pay for ads really like that's kind of what it comes down to at this point mark's over there like yeah yeah (laughs) pay for an ad dude something that i like what the way that i always kind of try and think of it as far as like paying for promotion and things like that it's like if you're trying to run your business solely through a free platform right and you don't want, and you think you're, you're going to feel slighted by like, oh, they're going to make me pay. It's like, no, shut I the don't, fuck up. I don't feel that way. Just at all, suck but... it up. Pay a couple bucks. Yeah, you yeah. can't just assume you're going to get free advertising and run a, a, a successful business off of it and never have to drop a dime right. on yourself. There was that, there was that little like Goldilocks period though. Yeah. Like I think between like 2012 oh, and 2000. In the, begin, in the beginning, Instagram was 16? great. Yeah. You could get followers like crazy, you know, like the way yeah. their al- however the algorithms work and stuff like that. Yeah, it was much more in the favor of you know independent artists and sure, stuff. Sure, sure. And as that as that kind of stuff shifts, yeah, you kind of just got to roll with the punches. And exactly, I, I pay for ads every now and then just because I feel like before, I feel like you know yeah. you got to kind of play ball. Yeah, you to do. an extent. I find that um, I find that if you do it every now and then. It's pretty chill. Yeah. You don't want to be like shoving it down people's throats. Yeah, but if you do it over and over again, it really fucks up your organic reach. Right. So when you post something and don't promote it, and no one fucking sees it. Yeah. Tanks And that sucks. Yeah. And that feels like very like 
it hurts sometimes and you're like i'm stoked on this like i can't wait for people to see this yeah yeah and then you post it and it gets like no interaction yeah and you're like fuck yeah what am i damn (laughs) i thought this was a home run right i know it's interesting that's an interesting point too i know i've talked about this on the podcast before but sometimes when i make something i'm like oh this is the one this is the motherfucking one and then you post it and it's like crickets crickets. (laughs) and then and then like you you like bust something out in a week you post and everyone's like oh my god god tier dude holy shit fire emoji fire emoji (laughs) gas emoji you know it's just i don't i don't exactly know like maybe i'm a little biased or something but it's always nice to have like the public just to like yeah. test out like it's what's working, that, you know, that like reassurance being like, you're like, I think this is cool. Someone else thinks it's cool. Tight. Right. Right. But it was, it's good when they get, match like, up. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, you can't, I see some people that base a lot of their like success off of that kind of thing. Right. Like, you so can't. they're like, I'm only good because people like this. Like I got a bunch of likes, a bunch of people commented on it, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Right. And that, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't either. Like, either way, regard it doesn't matter. You could not even fucking post it online. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think like back a little bit before social media was such a driving force. Being an artist, like, you just got to be really stoked with what you're making, right? And yeah. hope that other people that see it will like it, or, or hope that other people see it. Period. Yeah, period. <laughs> yeah. And nowadays, you're like, we can post something on Instagram and people see it all across the U.S. Over in Europe. Yeah. Asia. Wherever the fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking Antarctica. Like, who knows? Like, right. the internet's everywhere, you know? You can, you never know where you can tap into people, which is really cool to me. I think that's one oh, of my yeah. favorite things about the whole social media oh, totally. driven aspect of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like you were saying, it's pretty much free marketing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the Any worldwide thing is just crazy. Do what? Any other business, like, you're not just going to get free promotion oh, anywhere. no. No. Like you know, like it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Put an ad in a newspaper. Put an ad in a magazine or whatever. It's not cheap, bro. I still get like coupons sent to me in the mail that I didn't <laughs> ask for. It did, like who, who does like who is who is that for? I don't get it because like there's like Instagram and Facebook. I get it's probably for like older people, probably in yeah. general, and like the demographic of my neighborhood is. A little, probably a little older than I yeah, am. Yeah, you're but, superior, so right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right next to yeah, to Dempsey. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't know why those businesses aren't just using Instagram. But I digress. We're, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's no, like it's, it's a so battle. Get this. You got Instagram literally created a shop, the Instagram shop. Yeah. So that they could get some of the money that you guys are making from your DMs. Really? How? What does that mean? Okay, so yeah, Mark. So. Can people hear you? No, kind of. I mean, I can right. maybe raise it up a little bit, but yeah. like, that's why Instagram has like its shop now because they get like I don't know what you mean. percentages that you make off of it. You know what I mean? Because they run yeah. like almost like a credit card. Yeah. But imagine like how much money was funneling through Instagram in the early two thousands. Right. Oh yeah. Without PayPal. You're talking about like the, like the like the the shopping bag click yeah, like yeah. when yeah. you like do that when you do that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. But like that stuff didn't exist. That. That, like that's why Instagram made it because they're like they need oh, to. Like, we need to monetize this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But like, we're gonna catch the money off all this traffic because we see like they see all that shit. They know that you're making money off. Of right. Them. They know that. It, they know the whole. Si- they know. So, they know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not dumb. Oh no, they means. absolutely know what's going on. You know, since we're on the topic, let's just go in. But like, you know that you can request your data from Instagram. Yeah. And so I, I did that for RTAF and it's literally everything. Wow. It's like everything you've like ever what? liked, everything, every DM, every comment. No way. Uh, yeah. Like every comment you've left and DMs that you get. Yep. What is I, it? How does comments, it break it down? How does it break it down? It's like, it, it's it like very Cody, you know, it looks yeah, like yeah, code, yeah. but then if you, you can read it and understand what's going on yeah. because they, they also section it up into like, like likes stories you know all yeah, these like things compartmentalized a little yeah bit. and you can get all your photos that way too so like if you're if you post a photo and you happen it happens to get deleted from your phone or whatever you can request data from instagram and get that photo back i don't do that yeah so i didn't friend, either i've had friends like shouts lo- to eliza thanks eliza lost phones and shit like that. that and they're like oh everything's gone yeah right i'm like yeah 
Yeah, it, you should have had it backed up, but yeah. But apparently, now you can get it from if knowing you can get it from them. That's yeah. Chill, apparently, you can just request data from Instagram and probably Facebook too, since they're like the same since company. They're the right? Same company. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally speaking out of school, probably, <laughs> but I mean, maybe someone try will, it out. maybe someone try will chime out. someone will chime in and let us know if we're wrong or right. Right. <laughs> oh, oh man. So let's totally switch gears. Um, I stalked your Instagram last night a little bit. Nice. And your Facebook and your, uh, your Snapchat. No. Uh, but I saw that you went on a, a 14 or hike the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So like talk about like what you do to balance out, like having like intense creative output and like, I'm sure you're kind of like, are you sort of hunched over when you're working? I mean, it really, yeah, I, I try to make sure that I have like my, my postures like pretty dialed in. So yeah, I'm not yeah. hunched over because yeah. I sit there for so long and so many hours and stuff like that. And for like so many days and things and all that kind of shit, I know it all Yeah, adds up and compiles on itself. So I'm trying to like think down the line a little bit. But um, yeah, as far as like going on that hike the other day, it was great. I love, I'm a pretty early riser, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to like get out and like get the day started and I like to get that kind of stuff out of the way right of the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm going to be like out there exerting myself i want to do it before the sun's fully up especially yeah this summer it's been so hot it's so hot and uh yeah it just kind of gets me in 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 the in the grind for the or like in the groove for the rest of the day once that's out and like i just have and then i can just focus on everything else like that because nice when it comes down to it i'm it's a pretty stagnant profession you know like right. I, our studios at home mm-hmm. so and i mean granted that it's not exactly in the house but we right. have a separate garage so but the same the, same. the manner of yeah, walking yeah. 15 feet to the <laughs> yeah. garage and then sitting down for the yeah. day yeah it's not a lot of inner it's not you know it's not a lot of action yeah yeah so i always try and like you know, try and stay active to a certain extent where i can get the blood flowing and then yeah, kind of yeah. gets you in a better a groove for sitting still and working the rest of the day totally because like i said yeah most of the time i'm sitting there stationary looking into a microscope yeah and it's like a solid 10 12 hours a day so yeah. it can it can definitely take a toll on your body sure yeah i find too that when i like move my body around it helps my brain i think function better yeah it's kind of just, i feel like it just kind of helps everything flow a little bit better yeah all around exactly it's all one system right yeah yeah body brain it's all connected so you got to keep it all in in tap like tapped into one another so you're not not one thing is lagging otherwise you're going to get fucked <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah so what do you do like is like hiking part of like the mental health routine too it's a combination you know mm-hmm. i kind of just like to I mean, living in colorado there's so much nature at our fingertips so i'd right. love to really get out there and tap in a little bit where when i can sure and i always find myself like if i can't i'm always like making excuses <laughs> and you're like it's, it's too hot or yeah blah, blah, exactly blah. and yeah. they're all minimal things that are easily over like easy to overcome mm-hmm. so i try to like that's why i also like to knock things out first thing in the morning because right if it started dragging no out room i'm just to like think. i'm like oh i got this to do yeah. like, oh i kind of got that to do like you know i don't got time for this <laughs> yeah, but yeah. all in all then i end up looking at my phone for 45 minutes right. like, oh, i could have done that already right right but um yeah as far as that it's i feel like it's pretty important when you're making your own schedule too absolutely and your own routine mm-hmm. otherwise i don't know you can develop bad habits and things like that yeah what do you do to keep away from like getting sucked into the the phone or the you know the social media hole the social media hole is a fucking it's hard yeah because you have a lot i mean whether it's like people reaching out with questions i always like to try and get back to people with like you know as much like topical knowledge as i can give them mm-hmm. granted like it's not always easiest to like respond to everybody right right but um things like that it just um yeah it's tricky i i need to get better at it honestly yeah but i, uh, I try to kind of manage it but i find myself like i'll break my I'll get a bunch of DMs and I'm like, oh my god, this could be some money. Like, it might, this right. might be some sales. Like, yeah, yeah. And the way with people on Instagram sometimes these days, it's so impulsive. So say you don't answer this message for another four hours, 
the, and then the you, sparks you gone. Get, you get back to them and they're like, oh, well, I spent this money to someone else yeah, or yeah. I got, you know, I got this going instead or now I'm over it. Right, 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 right. And so it's kind of, it's it's tricky. It's, it's a balance. It's a right? balancing act like yeah. anything else and it's really hard. Yeah. I don't, I definitely don't have it down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I do either. And, I mean, it's so new, right? Like yeah. we started like, basically for me, like really started in 2012, 2011, 2012 mm-hmm. when social media so, sort of took over, you know? And so like, I wonder if our brains are even necessarily equipped to deal with that many yeah. digital human interactions per day. It's wild. Cause I mean, majority of the time it is wasted energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's people that are, you know, and I mean, I have no problem talking to people Right. And telling them, you know, pricing, you know, process and things like that. But when it ends up coming down to where they're not willing to put the same energy back in to even like respond to you. I was going to get to that seems too. Like you're like, yeah. well, why the fuck am I even giving this the time of the day? When <laughs> right. I was just like, I put thought into this response. I put thought into like, you know, I broke you down all this information. Right. And then you just look at it and close your phone. <laughs> It's like God, left damn it on it. scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So rude. Completely getting left on scene, and and it's cool. I get it. Everyone's busy. Right, right. But if sure. someone else, if you're gonna take your time out of your, if you're gonna take the time out of your day to give someone a little bit of your energy, which you only have so much of, right? I would hope that at least someone is like, cool, thanks. All right, I'm not. You know, yeah. that's not for me. Right, or, right. You know, that's a. It's simple as that. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. Or like, but it t- really it makes a difference, which is really weird. Yeah. You know about like tire kickers, like people who come through the DMs and they're like, "Oh, I want this," and you're like, "Cool, here's here's the info. I offer payment plans, whatever." Yeah, yeah. And then Couldn't they're like, "They're like, word, I, I, I'm going to get paid this weekend, so yeah, you know, I'll hit you up." And then it's if you like dare to check back in with them, like I'm, I, I don't really do that so much anymore, but like. I mean, you got to be honest. Someone you know, sometimes it makes a sale, and they're like, "Oh right. shit!" Like, I, like most right. of the time, I don't know who the fuck is on the other side of this phone. Totally, this is a complete veil. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't. Right. A probably don't even know what you look like. B probably don't even know your real name because it's whatever the it's, fuck yeah. at, at Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's like it's really it makes it really hard to kind of weed through the people that are tire kicking or actually yeah. serious because sometimes people are, are yeah they're busy they really are serious and are yeah. busy and are waiting for that next paycheck exactly and you, sometimes a little tug at the sleeve is okay yeah but yeah i mean yeah. you get you get everything from i've got i get people that are like i'm on the way to the bank <laughs> right. right now i'm right. gonna deposit this money in your account you're like cool and then like days go by you're like that's a long bank yeah, trip. Yeah, like oh, how far away? Are you going to a different state? Or yeah, like, you gotta take a take a plane. Like you gotta exactly. take a plane. Like what's up? Is and it then, a Swiss bank? Where are we talking about? And then you message them, and then they just don't even respond. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, like, bro, it's like it's cool. Like I'm not trying to harp on you. I'm not trying right, to nag. Right. But like, if you're telling me you're going to the bank to make to put money in my bank account, or you get make you know make a sale. I always wonder if that's like trolling. I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get why you would like just say that. Like, it's completely fine to be like, yo, actually, it's not going to work out. It's It's cool. And you'd give them the same response. Okay. I'm a pretty, I'm very fucking, very easy on person. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, chew you out or berate you for like some stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Life happens. Like, we get it all the time. You know? Yeah. And like the stuff that we do, like making art and like jewelry, painting, whatever, you know, it's completely like, no one needs a painting on their wall. No one right. needs a piece of jewelry on their neck or right. on their finger or whatever. You right, know? right. You don't. It's completely like added. <laughs> yeah, it's luxury. Know? Yeah, it's a luxury. Yeah, exactly. I can't think of the right word. <laughs> no, no, I feel you. Like, yeah, it's just something that uh, that I think is is good to address because any young artist listening to this will undoubtedly eventually come across situations yeah. like that. You're not alone. You're not Most alone. People suck. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's that's a good message for the kids. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, when it I don't know, I feel like we as artists deal with it a lot more than other people probably do that offer like a certain good or serve like offer like a certain service. Yeah, like a plumber's not gonna be like, yeah. you know, if someone hits up a plumber, they're like, get over here right now. Like, you know? yo, I got a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I need some help. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think very many other professions deal with this like, yeah it's I, I, yeah I'm, i've never really thought of it i guess to that extent but it is probably something that's pretty niche to like just like 
an artist's perspective is like dealing with a lot of like win- and window shopping and stuff like that. And it's not bad. No, no, it's great. And, I, um, I appre- and all that being said, I appreciate every single DM I get yeah. that is showing interest or even saying, yo, dope work. Exactly. Like it's great. And, and same for the podcast too. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Something that someone told me a long time ago when I was just getting into some, this kind of stuff and, you know, putting myself out there and trying to like sell my work to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, they kind of made it a point to be like, yo, just respond to those people that are unsure that just have questions and stuff. You know, maybe they don't have the money now, right? but they might at some point in their lives and they'll remember that you took the time out of your day to actually get back to them and be like, you know, this is, you know, this, this, this is that. And that goes a long way, you know, certain, you know, you never know what's going to happen in someone else's right. life, let alone our own lives. So Yeah, sure. And you're kind of building a reputation as just being like the friendly yeah. person that you are, yeah. you know? Just being personable goes a long way, and especially when, I mean, we all, I'm sure we all get a lot of DMs and messages and questions and stuff, and like I said, you can't necessarily answer all of them. Right, right. But hopefully you can answer some people's questions to the extent that those other people can see that. Right. And then get some kind of feedback from that. For sure, for sure, for sure. Just like a little tidbit. I got a question, like, as far as, like, with your style of work and even mine compared to yours. Right. The level of entry is so much higher for us. Right. Oh, oh yeah, that would have been a good thing to talk about. Wait, yeah, so just as far as, like, what we need to, like, accomplish a lot of the things that we want to do. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not disengaging, like, how expensive, like, oil paints can be and things like that. Sure, sure. Like, a $30 canvas and, like you know, maybe paint that you already have. There's a lot of investment for sure. Right. Sure, sure. So like, what's it like, like working on like a $10,000 gemstone that you like have to, you know, either. Yeah, this is a great fucking question. You want me to phrase it or can we just pick it up? You can just answer it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so you like cut it in or something? about the process too, because like there's a huge spectrum there where like you can start off at like, $200, $200, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. Have plenty of supplies to create a $3,000 painting. Sure. Maybe. It's true. Or yeah. Like $1,000 $1, painting. Po- possibly, yeah, yeah. Or even like a $1,000. Well, and, and there's also like the level of like, how do I phrase this delicately? Like, like time, talent, there's sure. like all of those things. Yeah, sure, not, sure. Not to like demean like any other like form of art or anything. Right, right. It just costs way less to be a painter. Yeah, working with like precious metals and stuff, like the working with precious metals and things like that, the market is always consistently shifting. Yeah, yeah. Price points are always changing, especially now. It's insane. Sure. But um, you have to really keep that in mind when you do certain projects and things like that because you can, it's really easy to overextend yourself yeah underquote people and things like that and there's certain situations where like i've underquoted somebody and then you know <laughs> it by the end of it you're like fuck like i should have charged like way more right and then it can be kind of like thin ice to be like oh well, actually instead of three grand it's gonna be five grand <laughs> and yeah. people can you know you can you can either put yourself into a hole real quick right, right. or certain people you know or otherwise people are like okay cool that's fine right it's no big deal right when people have a certain number in their heads that's that can be tricky when you're working with precious metals and and find things like that right um right like as a painter like you can definitely if you have like the time skill and talent and and drive you can turn 60 dollars worth of materials basically into depending on what your artist sold for before say like four thousand five thousand dollar canvas yeah and And yeah it's just different too there's also like and i i want to phrase this so i don't like necessarily hurt anyone's feelings but especially in the the festival community with art it's kind of like you just show up as you are and you kind of get your chops up Mm -hmm. that way and you don't necessarily have to be that experienced yeah to to maybe make it on a festival lineup yeah you kind of make like a presence for yourself whether it's like how you're interacting with all the people that come up and talk to you or whatever or just solely based on your work like i 
I mean, we met through all the festival yeah. circuit and stuff like that. So it's like when you talk to certain people, like some people either like they're just there to chill and have fun right, and right. da 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 And, you know, maybe it's not always like that. But then some people pull up and it's like that's their only outlet for exposure because they're like, I, I forget if, if it was uh, when you're talking with Detour or AJ, where they're talking about a lot of people, I guess, are introverts. I don't. Oh, yeah. It's one of the big reasons I don't have like my name, like my jewelry isn't like. Nate Five, like right, free right. my fabrication. So I come up and I introduce myself as Nate, and no one's like, "Oh no!" Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just like the level of disconnect a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then sure. for some people, when you know they're getting out of the studio to go to a festival to paint, right. that's their only time that they're out in the public eye. Right. Yeah. 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 And they. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different too. Like, I to that point of like having a level of disconnect. It's like. Any if if you're like marginally famous like in the festival community or whatever, mm-hmm. like and someone knows you through your art, the interaction that you're about to have with that person isn't like normal. Yeah, it's different. You, it's it's like, like it's and what's normal, but it's it's just like it's just different. I don't know how to describe it right now, but it's, yeah. Well, someone can walk up on a painting that you're doing, know nothing about you, not know what your face looks like, what right. your name is, and right. they know your style, your, you know, your artistic, right. The things that stand out about your work and stuff. And the same thing goes if I'm selling jewelry at a music festival or whatever the fuck, you know, sure, like, sure. If they see it and then, you know, they don't most, especially the whole veil of social media is so weird these days too. Right. So you don't, Unless you're someone that's outwardly broadcasting yourself and like going live and things like that, which yeah, yeah. stuff I am not comfortable with, right, right, because I get really awkward. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it's it's wild. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's because they feel like they know you exactly, but you're just like, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, but they have kind of like if you're putting out content all the time. The best is when they someone like comes up to someone like next to you. And starts talking about like your work, being like not knowing like what you look like or who you are at all. And I'm just like, I guess we blew the cover for you on that <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I don't have like any kind of animosity, like anim- right? Anim- anonymity, anonymity. Yeah, 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 there yeah, we go. I'm not hiding myself, but I right. don't know. It's yeah. kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was a cool tangent. Cool tangent. Tangent. Nice. nice. So, um. So, uh, yeah, I think I think I pretty much wrapped up all the questions I wanted to ask for you. But uh, the last one uh, before we get into our haiku, <laughs> I'm <so>. stoked. <laughs> uh, is uh, so. What does being artsy AF mean to you? <sighs> being artsy AF, just living and dying by the art, really. <laughs> like. That's I got no, up. I got no fallback plan. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just making art and like hoping that people receive it to the point where they want to have it in their lives. Absolutely. Regardless of like you know this like the level of investment it takes. Right. And um, and as I feel like as many other artists out there, like I'm always trying to do new things. Like 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 AJ was saying. He does fucking everything, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just like, do paint, three studios. Da, 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 da. I'm <laughs> like, God damn it. I feel people like that make me feel like I'm underachieving. Yeah. And I'm like, real. and just being like being able to switch things up and keep things fresh just goes a long way. Yeah. And it's and the longer you do it and the more years that like are under your belt, it's harder and harder to do new and fresh shit right yeah like that's what yeah. it comes down you're to. just like, comfortable in your in your little wheelhouse yeah. you know i mean a lot of people can get comfortable and then they kind of i've seen a lot of people kind of plateau and then either they, they can either keep themselves on that consistent level or ends up falling off and yeah and they end up like you never like end up being like a realtor or into this or that right. or whatever the fuck you know go back to school for something else and things like that like being an artist is hard yeah Especially yeah. living off of it. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's insanely difficult. And, like, I have a lot of people in my life that are like, oh, like, it's cool. Like, you have your own schedule. You do this and that all for yourself. And I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's, I mean, most of the time it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, having, like, a set schedule and a regiment where I'm like, I'm going to get a paycheck at the end of the week. Right. That that's, also sounds really nice sometimes. That's a nice and comfort for sure. It's not always, you know, it's hard yeah it's nothing's guaranteed and um 
yeah, it's a it's a roller coaster. Yeah. You don't know what's around the next corner and you only hope that it's going to be good. Right. And that's a very accurate picture, man. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, you know, part of the reason I started the podcast was sort of to dispel the like mythos around the successful artists yeah. that like it's all roses and all yeah. like hype Instagram posts. Like it's mostly thorns. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly thorns with like, sometimes you get to smell some roses yeah, exactly. and take them home. But yeah, so thank you for painting that ac- accurate picture. And now it's, it's time for Bust Visionary out. Haiku. Bust out the box. So, okay, so this is post-jaded, right? They make, they make the, that's the LLC that makes this. And it's a bunch of cool cats that I hope to interview uh, out in Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, so thank you guys for creating these. Uh, they're hilarious very tongue-in-cheek um post-jaded the kind of concept is like okay so you go to a festival your first festival right Mm. and you're just like wow and you're blown away like we all were when we were 18 19 whatever and then there's this kind of like period where you get jaded and you just everything you're just like ugh yeah whoops you know whatever been there done yeah yeah. but then (laughs) post-jaded is like this it's it's it has more levity and you're yeah. you're sort of like you're able to enjoy it and also make fun of it at the same time. Yeah. So that's what visionary magnets are all it's about. It's a happy balance. Yeah. So let's take here, I'll let you kind of just take a little a little handful there and then we'll we'll make uh, ourselves a haiku. I'll take a bunch. Yeah, take a bunch. If you need to like break them up or whatever too. I got some over here that are stuck to the top of the lid. Oh, we're going to break it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> break it down. Always got to break it down. Some people don't understand it when it's given to them in full full serving. <laughs> That's right. I mean, information's so much easier to digest when it's uh, a little compartmentalized, you know? Yeah, and that's something that I like when people ask me questions about stuff online and shit like that. I was trying to make it as straightforward as possible sure sure because a i want them to understand it and b i don't want them to ask me a thousand times after the same <laughs> shit <laughs> totally well yeah so last week uh we fucked up and i think we did f- five syllables seven syllables and then six syllables that's what aj told me like later in the week i was like oh cool Smart um, guy. so if we did fuck up I'm not really that sorry because I think it's pretty funny. Um, but, you know, we're going to try and do it right this time is what I'm trying to say. So five syllables for the first, seven for the second line. Uh, do you want to start us off? I got a little pile over here. With five? We'll just start us off with a word and then we'll okay. We'll count the syllables on our fingers so we don't it. fuck up this time. Taco. Taco. <clears throat> <laughs> Wow. Maybe we should just end it right there. <laughs> it's kind of like the fucking icing on top of the cake. I would love a taco. How about taco right seed? <clears throat> taco taco seed. seed. I think taco seed. So we got two syllables left. Taco seed. Taco seed is three? Yeah. Taco, taco seed. Ta- is taco one? I don't think taco's, taco's only two. one. It's two. It's taco. Two. All right. Taco. Taco's two. Taco seed. Blossom. Taco seed blossom. Yeah. Nice. Blossom. That's five, yeah, right? That's five. Blossom. Taco seed blossom. Fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, okay, I'll start the next line off. Um, where is it? Here we go. One of my favorite words of the past two years. Lit. Lit. Okay, so I just have to put the next one down? Yeah, it kind of has to make sense. All right, sense. cool. K-hole. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Lit K-hole. So that's three. We need, okay, f- we taco need four more, my dog. Yeah, we do. Taco seed blossom. Lit K-hole. Um, how about K-holes? And we save ourselves a syllable there. So, like, so that's still two. Let's see. And that's, that's K-holes possessive. So it's not plural. It's like whatever comes next belongs to the K-hole. Enlightenment. Oh, 
That's good. Damn. That's good. Lit K holes enlightenment, dude. And it makes sense. Lit K holes enlightenment. That's seven, right? Is it seven? We're checking with Mark. Mark says go. Mark says seven. Dude. I think this is pretty damn good so far. We're killing it. I love Um, it. So let's see. Um, I'm going to go with literally. Literally, that's too many. Literally. That's. I can't do that. All right. So how about you could? I got one that could go. I I got one that could back it up if you do that. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Literally. Literally. Life. Okay, let's read it. Let's read it. How can we get this on camera somehow? Taco seed blossom. Put it on the magnets, maybe I can zoom. Oh, in on it. okay. We'll do that. We'll do it like, like after. We'll figure it out. Okay, so you read the first line. Taco seed blossom. Lit K-holes enlightenment. Literally life. I like that. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) All right, well, Nate, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Thanks for inviting me, man. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, that'll wrap her up. Thanks for sitting through our uh, haiku and for everything else. Please remember to subscribe follow, rate, tell your friends about it, maybe buy a t-shirt, and we'll catch you next time. Follow this guy. Peace. Oh, yeah, don't forget to hit up Nate for custom jewelry. He's around. He's got grills. I want a grill. We do it all. Yeah. Gold teeth, engagement rings, pendants, whatever. Make a cock ring. Who knows? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. You get down like that, hit my mans up. (laughs) Peace.